welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi crew and welcome to episode 127 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host Belinda Risley and today I'm joined by Marie Kirkpatrick. Marie is a dynamic and experienced sales consultant and trainer. She has over 15 years in successful sales and negotiation, providing multi-million dollar results for multiple corporations. Marie has won numerous awards including the Sales Mastery Top Gun Award and has driven corporate success. She has worked with small and large organizations developing processes and skilled resources that have led to significant and sustainable sales improvements and efficiencies. Marie thrives on growing and learning in steeply knowledgeable in structuring e-commerce processes for digital sales and marketing success. Hence why we have Marie on today's show. She's going to tell us about how we get started with sales and the importance of having sales strategy. Marie also has a brand new course coming out called Sales Implementation, which is available in today's show notes. So please make sure you do go over and check it out. Other than that, I hope everyone has been staying well and healthy. Um, we're getting to the crazy time of year. <clears throat> Championships are wrapping up. There's new um, speedway season starting. Um, state titles are happening all around the place. So I hope everybody is enjoying their racing and definitely starting to plan for 2023. Of course, if you do need any assistance or would love to jump onto a free strategy call, um, again, head over to today's show notes and uh, click on the link for that free call. If you haven't already, would love if you could leave us a review over on your preferred um, listening platform. If you are enjoying these podcasts, we definitely would love to hear um, if you've implemented anything that you have learned um, during these podcasts. They are called coaching podcasts, so hopefully you're getting some coaching tips and putting them to good use. Well, let's get started with today's show. Hi, Marie. Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thanks for having me, Belinda. I'm excited to be here today. And I'm excited to, to tell your story. Tell us a little bit about you and what do you do? So uh, my name is Marie and I am a sales strategist and help businesses or in your um in your area more about how to sell yourself soft skills when it comes to selling and how to really get the message across about what you do why you do it and why someone would um connect with you in that space as well um and i've been doing it for many 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 years in many different industries so it's something that i'm really passionate about because i feel like sales can be such a game changer in both life as well as business and income and all that sort of stuff as well. So something I love doing. Fantastic. And that's why we have you on the show today so you can share all that knowledge and wisdom with us. Yeah. Um, for those that have been following me for a long time, I keep echoing that motorsport is a business, motorsport is a business. And in order to go from being a hobbyist and wanting to take uh, make this into a career, you do yeah. need to do some business strategy. And so sales is one of those really important um, features of that. So for those that don't know, what actually is sales? So it's, it's a really interesting question. And even uh, <laughs> thinking about it now, for me, sales is a win-win situation. So it's about how do we start a relationship that normally ends up being a paid relationship and that's what 
a lot of people would classify as a sale, you know, like this exchange for money. But for me, it's not necessarily about uh, having someone uh, contribute 100% and the other person just kind of sits back and goes, yeah, cool. For me, it's like, how do you make that a win-win situation? How does, for example, the athlete and the potential sponsor get what they want out of that situation? And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's... uh, Technically, a sale is when the money is exchanged or once someone comes on board. But for me, sales is when that relationship actually starts. And that can be from the moment that someone interacts with your business or has a conversation with you or, you know, even just at function sales can start, you know, just uh, sitting around having a bit of a chat. So, uh, yeah, sales for me is making sure that it is a win-win situation and it is a beautiful connected relationship where everyone's happy on both sides. Yeah. Um, and like I say to everyone again, uh, that basically we should be walking billboards and telling everyone our story. We've got a yeah. 20 second pitch around why we do what we do, what we do, um, and how people can basically get involved. So I, I think that's a fantastic alignment to exactly what you're just saying. Yeah. And I think uh, it's also, you know, being the walking billboard, it's also about letting people in on why you do what you do. And what it means, not necessarily for you, but also for them. Like if someone comes on as your sponsor, what are they getting involved in? What are they uh, experiencing? What do they get from working with you? Yes, it may be like a logo on a shirt or, you know, handover of a check to, you know, get you to travel or some new equipment or whatever it is for that specific sponsorship. But I think it's also about what does it mean long term? What does it do for them? Does it help with their branding? Um, and the people that you're selling to or the businesses potentially that you're selling to are still human. So we still have that emotion and that connection and we buy and connect with people that we like. So um, how do we get people to understand more about you and why you're passionate about, you know, your sport? It's huge. Yeah, and I think it's been tough. Obviously, with COVID of the last two years that we're having to communicate, like you said, yeah. online. So it's easy to hide or it's easy to have filters or it's easy um, basically to take that human element out of um, connecting yeah. with this. Um, have you got any tips now about getting back out there in society and making that human connection? Yeah, so great question. I think it's, uh, for some people, it's hard. Like, let's be honest, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I'm... I'm a complete introvert, so people mm-hmm. sometimes scare me a little bit. Uh, and I also and a lot of know are introverts as well. Yeah, but because there's they also put part- their helmet on and then they can go around. They don't have to talk to anybody, and they just get Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So motorsport is very much an introvert stuff. So yes, asking, yeah. and that's why it's such a big experience uh, for these athletes to go out there and get sponsorship in and talk about themselves when they haven't had any experience or got any skill sets to actually go and, and do that to start off with. Yeah, and like so from from an intro, like I get it, right? I'm the introvert as well. I also understand that there are times when I need to be that. I need to turn on that extroverted side of me as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not about it being salesy. It's about just showing up who I am and why I'm me, like what makes me me, what makes me unique, what makes me stand out, why people would want to connect with me, be friends with me, come on board from a business point of view as well. And so my, if I was to give you a few tips, it would be to understand what makes you different like what makes you you, 
and if you don't know the answers to that, go and ask some friends or family or people that are supportive and really understand you and find out what they love about you. Um, I think another tip would be to just pretend like no one's watching because I know from especially social media point of view, you think, oh, my goodness, everyone's going to see me. What if I stuff this up? What if, you know, I don't perform well and things like that? But at the end of the day, we connect with humans and we want to see the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly side of it. Um, so I think the more you can share of your day-to-day and uh, just life in general can be really a lot more connecting than what people realise and it makes it a lot easier for you to create the content as well. Um, gives people that behind-the-scenes view. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the biggest challenges people do come and see me is about social media content creation. But I'm like, it's actually yeah. one of the easiest things because we're living a lot of people's dreams <laughs> racing. Yeah. So a lot of people Absolutely. aspire to be race car drivers and aspire to be motorsport athletes. And it's just like, well, basically share that day-to-day stuff. Like, sure, you don't have to share your breakfast every morning, but, you know, <laughs> once a week you can say this is what a breakfast of an athlete looks like. Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Um, but definitely behind that stuff, as you said, it's building that brand, it's building that image and, and that brand awareness of who they are. And as we yeah. both know, people invest in people. And I think it like it's also that we, for, for some people, they may not know exactly what happens behind the scenes when it comes to motorsports, right? Like um, I, I don't know a lot about it, uh, but I've had one of my clients being Bridgestone and when they came on board, one of my disclaimers was, I don't know a lot about cars and tyres and all that sort of stuff. Um, but once I kind of could see the back end and what they do and how they do it and why they do it and and get that education piece, there's so much more that they assume that people know, but we don't know as just like normal yeah. people. Um, yeah. And so share that sort of stuff. Whatever, you, like the day in and day out sort of stuff, people really enjoy. That's why things like Instagram stories have taken off. Snapchat was huge as well. Like people just being normal or, or showing a little bit about themselves yeah huge and now there's that new app could be real <laughs> yeah. so yeah. yeah so tomorrow night i'm actually doing a social media masterclass around all the um the latest trends and updates and including being yeah. real and, and how potentially there's going to be opportunity for product marketing and to go into yeah. that going forward too and even if you're not sure exactly what to show like or what to create your content around. Um, I just tend to say to my clients, like, sit down and jot down 10 things that you do day in and day out, or 10 things that you constantly tell people. Um, and what you think is normal or common sense or the basics, some people will be absolutely wowed about. Like, I remember um, I heard, uh, I think it was Lewis Hamilton talking about the amount of neck training that they do because of the G force that they go through. I didn't ever think about that. Like that would be huge. And the fact that he loses like four kilos a race. Yeah. I don't know about that. But for him, that's just like, oh, yeah, it just happens. But unless you talk about it, like no one normal. Knows. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And so there are a lot of myths, I guess, around sales and sales training, mm. per se. And we're talking about being old school. Um, so we've just got to over some new strategies of sales. Um, yeah. But what are some myths around about sales? Um, it's like that word, isn't it? Like it's yeah. Like cringes when you think the word sales. I know, yeah. The word for it. Even, even just 
being the sales strategist that I am, even saying to people, yeah, like when people say, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a salesperson or I teach people how to sell. They go, oh, one of those people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not that sort of person. For me, it's, it's like how do we develop really great relationships? How do we keep connected with people? And not just when we need something from them. Like don't just approach people when you're asking for a check or you're asking for help or anything like that. Like nurture them, talk to them, connect with them, see how you can help them, see um, you know, what you can do to really involve them in your business or your sport. Um, because even as an athlete, you are running, like you're running a business, whether you choose to or not. If you choose to be competitive at what you do, you need cash coming in, uh, which means that you need, from a sales perspective, you need money, right? Um, so how do you how do you make sales without it being salesy, without it being like everyone that you talk to, you've got to constantly pitch to? How do you just start those conversations and the relationships and things like that so that it doesn't be that old school, pushy, hustle, salesy <laughs> type, you know? Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everyone like I went to a networking event the other day and there was this guy literally handing out business cards let me know if you need an accountant let me know if you need dude you don't even know me you don't even yeah. know if I have a business you don't even know if I'm running an accounting firm like <laughs> what does that look like you know yeah. but if he just said hey Marie like what do you do tell me about yourself you know it would have been a completely different relationship so um, it doesn't have to be hustle and bustle it doesn't have to be salesy I think the less salesy you can be the better for everyone um, and just having a structure and guide around you to understand what you need to do to take people from that connection point through to the conversion point and to actually get them on board and working with you. Uh, just follow those simple steps without it being hustle and bustle and icky. <laughs> What's the odd saying? You can't get married without dating first? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Or if you can, it's kind of weird and awkward, right? Like no one really wants that. I mean, look at the successful, unsuccessful of our maths. <laughs> so, right, yeah, straight into marriage. No thanks, doesn't work out that well. No, yeah, it's kind of all files over the next couple of weeks, doesn't it? And you see yeah. how they all um, those relationships mm. break down because there's no core, there's no fundamentals about getting yeah. started with building that relationship together. Yep. But you did mention a process and a plan. Um, yes, yeah. so we, we've established now that when we just meet somebody, just tell them about our why and a little bit yeah. what we do and, yeah, if they want to follow our journey, how they can follow the journey. Um, what yeah. is the next step after that? See, I would even take it back one step further and I think you need to ask more about them yep. than you. That's right. So when I first started learning to sell, uh, one of my mentors said to me, be interested before your interests ting. And yeah. so it was like, understand who people are first before you start talking about you and what you do and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. because that will allow you to build better rapport. It will allow you to understand whether they are the right person that you need to be talking to or pitching to as such. Um, so start that sort of conversation more about them and why they're like, if you've met at a mutual kind of, um, space that involves motorsport or something along those lines, have a chat to them. how did you get involved? How long you've been involved? What do you like, what do you do? All that sort of stuff kind of builds that, 
um, report, but it'll also give you information on what they are looking for or how you can potentially um, sell to them so that it's not just about you. It also incorporates them as well. Um, does that answer your question? I can't remember what your question What was the next step? That was no, the question. We, we, back. We've had that discussion and we're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, here. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, they seem interested in the journey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the next steps uh, I would suggest would be to once you've kind of figured uh, out that they are interested or that they there is potential to be inter- like potential to kind of work together, I would probably organize a time to sit down and have a proper conversation about it, like a chat, and to figure out what it is that uh, you can provide for them. And it, I think in this kind of industry, you need to stand out a little bit, right? Like you're asking people to hand over money, but it needs to be more than just a logo on a shirt or a sticker on a car. And so what would that include for them? Uh, Maybe you need to have like a little package that you put together, or maybe there's ways that you can help them uh, by promoting some of their businesses or talking about their products and services. Maybe that's online or um, to... Um, help with any other collaborations that you can help kind of knit their business into some of their target markets as well. Um, So, yeah, I would sit down, I'd have a conversation with them and understand what you can provide and then what it is that you're looking for from them. Mm -hmm. So, and get really clear on what that looks like and why they would choose to invest in you. You as the person, you as the sport, you as the vehicle, whatever that is, why would they choose you? And that's probably for a lot of people the hardest part. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to get on the track and race. (laughs) That's right. Which is great, (laughs) but you can't get on the track without having that sponsorship. So what can you do to make that a win-win situation for both parties? Um, And then if they decide to come on board, have a beautiful onboarding process, love the absolute bejeebas out of them. And that doesn't have to equal a whole heap of time or money or energy or anything. A lot of that sort of stuff can be automated or um, kind of natural, like a natural process. Um, If they then decide not to come on board, don't just be like, okay, cool, they didn't give me the paycheck, so let's go and talk to person B, C, D, E, F. <laughs> Keep nurturing that person. Maybe they need a little bit more time to understand more about what you do. Nurture them, follow them up, talk to them. Keep that relationship open and happening. Keep dating them. Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually do have a PDF available, which I'll put in today's show link. So I've got over 50 benefits you can offer a sponsor other than a sticker. So um, that link will be in the show notes. And also last week on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, episode 125, we actually did a whole uh, segment around newsletters and around about the importance of the newsletter and how to set one up. So what Marie was just saying around that nurturing them um, yeah. organically, automations, all of those words and all of what that means is um, in last week's episode. So go check that yeah. out, episode 125. But I'll also put the link for that as well. Beautiful. And that, like in that um, nurturing process, it can also be, you can nurture people on social media. You can nurture people on all those sort of platforms and things like that as well. Um, Some of the biggest brands aren't out there sending you newsletters every week, but they're showing you behind the scenes and they're connecting with you and they're showing you what's been happening, what they're working on, you know, their day-to-day type stuff. So... Yeah, yeah, I should say when I said a newsletter, that was just the title of it. So it doesn't yeah. 
doing vlogs, uh, also Perfect. doing podcasting, yeah, and also right. using social media marketing as a tool yeah. as well. I just named it newsletter, but it's around. Yeah, and and again, like um, Ray was saying about being unique, the whole process was about find what resonates with you. If you love being yeah. an extrovert and you love being on camera, then you can do vlogs, which is a video type blog. Um, yeah. If you love doing podcasts and interviewing people, then your newsletter can be your podcast. It's just a way of yeah. nurturing your market, the best way that suits you, that you feel comfortable about getting your um, content out there. Absolutely. And in your follow-up process, have like show people how they can connect with you. Get them to come and join you on Facebook or social media or, um, you know, into your newsletter or anything along those lines if that's kind of the way you want to do it or show them your YouTube channel or, um, and it doesn't have to be these long winded type things. It can just be small snippets. Sometimes you don't even have to be in the videos if you're the introvert. Like, you know, yeah. And, and you're like the motorsports industry is really fun and exciting and there's always lots happening. There's so many opportunities to create content. It's just taking those small moments of time and sharing them. Yeah, and uh, in next week episode, we're actually going to be covering membership sites um, and mm. things that, that goes within a membership site. But the basis of that is having a group, so some sort of either a Facebook group, Instagram yeah. now starting to have groups as well. LinkedIn, you can have your own groups as well. And so it's a matter of like getting that kind of warm audience all into one space that you can continue to nurture them as well. So yeah. stay tuned to um, the membership sites and setting one of those up. Um, now, about all of this process, it could be a yeah. bit overwhelming to everyone getting started. Can you recommend yeah. any resources, free or paid, that people can um, look into further about starting and setting up their own sales process? Or is this a service that you can assist with? Or? Yeah, so I've put together um, a few things over the years to help people learn how to sell. Um, so I've got a program that uh, people can purchase called ABCs of Selling, and it basically takes them through, takes you through the fundamentals of selling. So how to have those conversations, how to you know follow people up, how to nurture people, um, and you know what sort of questions you can ask, how you can engage people, all that sort of stuff. Um, so there's the ABCs of Selling which is uh, just at mariekirkpatrick.com forward slash ABCs. Um, or um, there's, I've got a couple of free um, free documents that I can um, get Belinda to attach for you, you know, ways that you can increase that conversion. So maybe if you need, you know, five or 10 sponsors, maybe you don't need to be having 300 conversations. Maybe your conversion rate is that good or the conversations you are having flow so well that people do want to come on board with you. But if it's not, um, I've also got a how you can actually increase your conversions and things that you can do to kind of make that easier as well. Um, so, yeah, sales doesn't have to be hard. It's just a skill kind of like driving a car. You've just got to learn how to do it. And once you learn it, it becomes second nature. Yeah, and as Mary keeps saying, it's critical in motorsports to actually have this skill set. Um, yeah. Exactly. Perfect example about being able to drive the vehicle. You actually do need to always be selling, unfortunately, and, and it can be soft selling. It doesn't need to be a hard sell. Yeah. Um, another thing that we always encourage, Marie, is making sure that the athletes know their expenses. So knowing their expenses allows them to 
know who to go and seek sponsorship for. So they're not yeah. having to go to 300 people. So we're seeing uh, one of our processes is to work out um, your financials for the upcoming year, if not over the yeah. next three to five years, break that down and then see what sponsors you can um, target because uh, I'm against having a gold, silver and bronze package. Um, I think you you market yourself out of um, contention with sponsors because they might go, oh, that's too cheap or that's too little. Um, yeah. so in other words, that when you're seeking sponsorship that you're specifically asking them for a specific amount that we can show what it's actually going towards. So, for example, we might be um, I'm seeking $5,000 just for entry fee and therefore they become the entry sponsor and then the sponsor knows what their investment is going um, towards as opposed yeah. to, hey, here's five grand. I don't know what you're going to do with it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Pointed. So I, I feel like knowing your expenses is going to help with that sales process a lot easier and make it a lot smoother because you know specifically what exactly yeah. you're asking them for. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the other thing from like a sales perspective, sales isn't just always about uh, getting money from people. It can also be things like uh, getting onto teams or selling yourself to uh, into jobs or um, things like that as well. Like it's not necessarily just about uh, get. It's like kind of like job interviews. That's a form of sales, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, creating those relationships and, and understanding the best way to get yourself across to people. I think it's, yeah, really important. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I was going to bring up my biggest, um, on social media when I see people going, hey, um, I'm racing Bathurst, which is in three weeks. If you're interested in coming on board, contact me now sponsorship which I guess is yeah. the same example that you just gave of the the accountant walking around handing out yeah. um, business cards are quite cold obviously there is a lot that goes within a sales process and that nurturing process as well so even if someone wants to come on board right now and the event's three weeks away um, the ability to actually um, make a great sale or to make a great marketing campaign with that business partner or with that sponsor yeah. is going to be quite limited because you're really prepping to go racing um, at this time, especially at Bathurst, um, yeah. let alone um, being able to try and nurture them because if they come on board right now, they're going to be wanting all of your attention to get corporate hospitality, to get yeah. race tickets, to get your name on the merchandise. Like it's a big process. So um, I know that some of these guys do love cold calling and some of them, that strategy has worked for them. What's your opinion about that approach and also with cold calling? So I think uh, cold calling can, can work for some uh, opportunities, but I think there's also cold calling as in pick up the phone and talk to people and be like, hey, I need help type thing or, hi, I want to sell you something. And that sometimes can be really uncomfortable for both people, right? So, like, the person that's got to pick up the phone and do the cold calling and then the other person that's like, I've got 50 billion things going on. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Um, and when people say cold calling, a lot of the time they think of, like, the Telstra's or the people that are like, I'm here to help you save money on your phone plan. You're like, what? See you later. But I think in this sort of um, opportunity, Cold calling doesn't necessarily have to be picking up the phone and randomly touching base with someone that's the first time they've ever heard about you. Cold calling these days for me can look like reaching out to people on social media. It can be engaging with them 
uh, through their um, website. It can be talking to them at events and things like that as well. So I think cold calling can absolutely work. I think you just need to have the right strategy behind it. And I think it's understanding how you engage people into that conversation and start that relationship. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of not totally against cold calling, but I'm also not 100% that should be your only strategy because I think it can be really uncomfortable if it's not done the right way. <coughs> awesome. And we previously just did a um, podcast uh, with a LinkedIn specialist and she gave some great tips about that. So I'll also put in yeah. um, today's show notes that link to the LinkedIn one, which which she does um, say exactly what you're saying around cold calling can work on social media, um, mm. but having that DM, but then it's that nurturing of like how do you contact them, being unique, you know, yeah. so do a voice message as opposed to just texting them. And, and if they Absolutely. connect, um, you know, don't just go in for the cold sale, you know, ask questions about them. So it would be a great yeah. tip if you haven't already listened to that LinkedIn um, podcast as well. And remember to be interested first. Like, don't just go in asking straight in for what you want. Um, build that relationship first and engage them. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, again, though, it's coming back to planning. Um, what kind of world? So we've got our plan. What else do we need to go put into our plan? And again, um, in your course at ABCs, does yeah. um, establishing a sales plan or process? Is that yep. covered in that? It is. It absolutely is. And we also go through what I call call guides, right? Mm -hmm. So I know uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I can tell when someone's using a script and, you know, someone picks up the phone and you go, hi, how are you? And they go, good, thank you for asking. You're like, yep, you're on a script. And it's so <laughs> easy to read. Like you just feel it. Like there's no love in it whatsoever. No. So for me, it's like put together um, a call guide. So, you know, you may have five or six or seven things that you need to tick off in that conversation. So one of them may be engagement, like asking those questions, kind of getting clear on, you know, what it is that you have in common and how you can kind of grow that relationship. And then moving into what are they looking for? What Like if they're a business, what are they wanting? What's important to them when they look at investing in someone? And I think for a lot of sponsors, when it comes to that, they don't want to feel like they've just got to hand over money for nothing because someone's asking them. They want to see the value in it. They want to see what they're getting. What's the bang for their buck? Yeah. Um, and so when you put together guides like that, it makes it really easy because it still allows you to be you, but it also gives you a really good sales structure so that you are ticking off those boxes that will lead to a higher um, opportunity for people to come on board and work with you. <coughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, so we're now we're working, we've got our plan in our conversations with these potential uh, sponsors. Um, we've established if they haven't said yes straight away, maybe it's not now, um, we're going to put them onto a nurturing system. If they say yes and um, they're happy to come on board to be our brand new sponsor, what do you recommend is the next step? We know not just to take the check and run. Um, yes. so, <laughs> have you got any other strategies or tips they can implement um, to keep this person on board? Because ideally, you know, within 12 months' time when that um, sponsorship agreement comes up, mm. um, not only do we want to show return on investment, but we want to potentially ask for more money and yeah. or extend that relationship. So maybe they've just come on board um, initially as a, a product or a service-based sponsor. And maybe then you've 
worked with them over the 12 months and when you go to have that sponsorship um, agreement renewal meeting um, you can show cause of everything that you've obtained for them during the last 12 months and then look for that you know now you want to ask for that next step hey how about we look at over the next three to five years um, coming on board absolutely and that's what I mean like at the start when we spoke about sales like what is a sale a sale can literally be life-changing like it lit I know that sounds a bit like far-fetched and a bit woo or whatever but it literally can be if you if you do it well it can change the whole aspect of things so if you get someone to come on board and if you engage them properly and understand what it is that they want and you deliver on what it is that they want when that renewal comes up 12 months later it's like we want it to be an automatic hell yeah i'm still in like why did you even think that i wouldn't be in and so if you can keep them in mind of like cool they've come on board as you know a product or a service sponsorship what is it that they need from me like what can i do to keep that relationship nurtured maybe it's just sending them random photos maybe it's sharing stuff from there so like it doesn't have to be hard it just needs to be making sure that they're getting what they need as well as what you need because yeah. if it's a one-way street it's really freaking hard to resell that um and keep nurturing them look after them yeah it's huge yeah, and that's why i also really encourage everyone to have a sponsorship agreement um with mm, your sponsors so those key objectives are actually laid out there so what the key performance yeah. indicators are for both people and um, not just for the athlete but also for um those sponsoring um yeah. so the expectations for both people are there it's in writing um and yeah. then again it's easy to have that conversation 12 months down the track when you need to maybe now ask for some financials or maybe yeah. to ask for more products and services but it's part of that relationship building and if you engage people the right way you'll kind of like if you even ask the question like what's important to you like you know and understand more about them if they like certain um events or anything like that how can you kind of go that little bit step further and create that wow experience to say hey i know that you like this because i understand a little bit more about you here's a little something something that maybe we didn't even agree on maybe it wasn't even in the complete agreement like the political kind of um legality side of it maybe it's just as a hey like i know you're human and this is the sort of thing that you like like for some of my clients they talk about um having some of the best ideas in the shower yeah and so for me it's like go and find them some shower notes yeah like a notepad that works in the shower yeah it's just one of those things of like i know how you work like i understand (laughs) you and so when we keep working together that relationship is really solid and so it's like cool you need something yeah absolutely what do you need how do we make it work for the next three years five years long-term sponsorship yeah so again we're continuing to always research and always know about who our partners are our yeah sponsors who we're working with and what yeah target people that you want to engage with target with brands or um, products or services that you enjoy and that you love or that you feel like you could really um help them and benefit them as well yeah awesome well thanks for giving us so many tips uh is there any last final words of guidance you would like to share with us around about sales uh i think it's more 
look at it as, yeah, as I said before, relationship point of view, see how you can make an impact on someone, a business, as well as an income. It doesn't just have to be, uh, you know, constantly asking for that money Um, and go out and have fun with it. Like sales can be really sexy when you start to enjoy it um, and create those relationships so that if you make a sale once and you keep looking after that person, you don't have to keep selling. You just, people come to you and want to work with you. Yeah. That's right. So again, that nurturing, having those agreements, so it's easy to have those meetings. Um, yeah. So you're not having to continue to make new sales. And one of the things that we've previously covered um, on the podcast, and I'll find that one, I think I was the 10 things that you can do now um, to get sponsorship was around having networking um, events and nights. And yeah. <laughs> again, those kind of events that resonates with, with your sponsors, not so much what resonates with you. Like, So it could be a golfing event. It could be a high tea. Um, but yeah. Finding um, and around about how you can network more successfully and trying to leverage off your your sponsors. So we covered that over in the winning sponsorship course as well. Awesome. But we're going to have all of this information in our upcoming um, motorsport is a business course that we're going to be launching um, towards the end of December. But in the meantime, I highly recommend that you go and check out Marie's course ABCs of selling. Uh, of course her links um, will be in today's show notes and any other resources that she'll send through for us um so again marie thanks very much for joining us how can people get in contact with you or follow your journey so um you can find me on instagram at marie kirkpatrick yeah that's it. i was gonna say dot com no there's nothing there um or you can uh find me on my um website mariekirkpatrick.com or find me on Facebook, which is Marie Kirkpatrick Consulting. So and I've got lots of different tips and advice and, um, you know, quick little um, segments on how you can do things differently and sell easily and, and some tips and tricks and stuff like that too. So, yeah, anything I can do to help people enjoy sales a lot more is my goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Well, I think we all need it because we can never have enough sales. We can never have enough sponsors. But we always are needing that skill set. So thank you very much for your time and everything you shared with us today. Again, guys, highly recommend that you race over and check out Marie's stuff. All of her links will be in today's show notes. And please get in contact with her or at least follow her and um, get some freebies. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thanks, Marie. Thanks, Belinda. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.